Hey, hey, yo, what's good? My name is Jake Demore, and thank you for downloading or streaming this episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast. Wind City Sports is Windsor's only local sports podcast featuring weekly interviews with athletes and coaches, and much more. You can hear every episode of Wind City Sports on windcitysports.com or listen to the radio version on CJAM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. Today is Thursday, November 22nd, 2018, and it is episode 122 of Wind City Sports. This week on Wind City Sports, returning to the show is one of the hottest rising acts on the independent wrestling scene here in Ontario. He spent some time out in Japan, and we actually talked to him before his trip out there. Catching up on his trip and what he's been up to in Canada is one of the new C4 tag team champions, Shelton Jean. If you haven't already heard Shelton Jean on the show last year back on episode 65, you can do so now wherever podcasts are found, or now also on Spotify, as we just picked up with them this week. Um, so yeah, so you can go back and listen to that one with Sheldon Jean. We actually pick up right where we left off, exactly where we left off, as I mentioned. Kind of do it a little bit chronologically and uh, talk about his trip in Japan. Talk about coming back home and how the uh, wrestling world was receptive to him. And of course, we talk about him being involved in Border City Wrestling this past year. Two big matches with ECW and Impact Wrestling. Just talk some wrestling stuff in general and what he's got coming up in the near future. Uh, he also mentions that he had a tag team t- uh, title match at the time uh, that we were speaking, and him and his partner picked up the titles on the weekend. So congratulations to him on picking up what I think is his first championship in professional wrestling in just under two years of doing this. I think 2016 at Twas the Night to Remember, which uh, BCW is also running that event again. Uh, that's where he had his first match against Kurt Hendrick. But before we get into the interview this week, we're going to take a moment to hear about our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week via GoLancers.ca. This week from our men's volleyball team, it's Pierce Johnson, and from the women's basketball team, Kaya Clark. Kaya had an amazing weekend to help the basketball team get back to the winning column. In the Lancers' dominating victory over Western, in 25 minutes of play, she put up 16 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 steals. Meanwhile, Pierce had a great weekend on the court for the Lancers, as they split games against the Ryerson Rams and the Toronto Varsity Blues. Against Ryerson, the Windsor native finished with 14 kills and 16.5 points. While against Toronto, he put up 12 kills, 5 block assists, and 14.5 points. So congratulations to Pierce and Kaya on becoming the Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week for this week. And now without further ado, we're going to transition right into the interview now with professional wrestler and Border City Wrestling's own Sheldon Jean. So here we go. So, yep, we're rolling sound now. I got Sheldon Jean on the phone. He was here on the show last year, just a day or two before he took off to Japan. Actually, he went and did a little uh, voyage out in um, pro wrestling Noah out there. Um, so we want to get caught up with you. And since you came home, you've been doing so much, making a name for yourself. So happy to have you back, man. How's things going? What's up? Everything's good. Everything's really good. It's funny because I think you posted like a little clip of that interview before the BCW event, which was like a couple months ago. And just hearing myself, like I, I just, not that I'm a veteran now, I'm nowhere <laughs> close to being a vet, but like I just sounded like such a kid and I didn't know what was going on. Like I had no idea 
what I was getting myself into, <laughs> just in wrestling in general and especially Japan. Yeah, and just life too, right? I'm sure you got to yeah, see a lot over there. Exactly. You can tell exactly. I, I listened to a couple of other ones with you because um, me and you, I think, was the first kind of official one, like you said. So yeah, since then, just, yeah, just kind of keeping up and hearing what you're doing and stuff, you can tell you're kind of <laughs> getting used to this kind of stuff too, right? Right. Cool, man. So like I said, like literally I remember uh, setting up the interview with you and you're like, we have to do it like today or tomorrow because I'm leaving for Japan. <laughs> I'm not going to be back. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And then um, so let's get right into it. Let's get like right into that specifically. So you land in Japan. What happens? What's what's going on? Does someone pick you up? Uh, you know, what's the whole deal? Is there, I'm sure there's a little bit of an interesting story there. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's not that interesting, but it's funny. Uh-huh. Like, obviously, it's a long, long flight. So I get off, and no word of a lie. I think the Impact guys were landing there at the same time. Like, when I first got there, like, Impact was doing, like, a joint show with Noah at, like, the Yokohama. At Yokohama. Okay. So, like, Moose was there. Eddie Edwards was there. Eli Drake was there. So they were they landed before me. So I guess, like, there was paparazzi that they thought that there was more of them, but I was the last person to land. So I literally got off the plane, and once I came through, like, the gates or whatever, paparazzi just came at me. Like, Japanese paparazzi <laughs> just came, like, a bunch of cameras. And, like, literally, I'm nobody. If, I was no, if I'm nobody now, I was definitely nobody then. So, like, they just all came and mobbed me with cameras and stuff, and then someone, like, escorted me to, like, the Noah bus, and then we they drove me to the dojo at nighttime. And, like, I had no idea what was going on. Obviously, I'm not, I don't know where I am in Japan. Yeah. I had no idea. I, but, like, I, was, I got off the plane, and then we got onto a bus, and I was on the bus for three hours. And oh I had no God. idea what was happening. Oh. And then they brought me to my little hut, my little room that I stayed in, and then the rest is history. That's crazy, man. After, like you said, after being on such a long flight and yeah, going that, into it. That, that bus ride sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool for the first hour, because I've never seen, like, outside Japan, but then it, yeah. then it sucked. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's just like you said. What is it like? Thirteen hours more than that, and then you get on. Yeah. So you don't know. That's what I mean. So like, was there? I guess it was a help that the impact guys were there because I'm like, maybe he shows up there and no one speaks English, and he's like, okay, I'm just gonna follow the guys with like the Noah stuff or like a little Sheldon Jean sign or something. Pretty, you know? pretty, pretty much. They had a little paper, and she's like Sheldon Jean. I'm like, yeah, and then that was that was okay. It. Come so. with me. <laughs> The no, the sorry, the impact guys were only there for like I want to say like five or four days. Yeah, and I and I barely saw them. Yeah, yeah, so, I didn't know that was going on. Yeah. But at least like when you're landing, you're like, okay, at least I know, like I can tell these guys speak English if I need yeah, to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you said like they put you up in a little in a little spot. Did they kind of have like a regiment for you? Like what was a normal day like? Where you like get up, train? What was yeah, the deal? Yeah, man. Uh, we we trained every day, every day, and we do five hundred squats every day. A thousand reps of core exercises every day, long, long neck bridges every day, uh, 350 push-ups every day, um, uh, like a whole bunch of conditioning, like this mm-hmm. warrior training regimen. It was really tough at first. It was tough the whole time, but like about like six weeks in, you realize that your body like can do it, but like it still sucks. But like that, the training is definitely the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And then every day after the training, like we would make chunko, like a traditional like Japanese wrestler slash bodybuilder meal that 
they eat after their workout. Amazing. It's just full of, like, it's a big, like, soup full of, like, protein and vegetables and whatnot. And I'm sure there was stuff in it that I have no idea what it was. But <laughs> after you train that much, like, anything tastes good. But the training was surreal, man. That's definitely the part I remember more than anything. Yeah, it, was, it seems like it was the real deal. Like you said, like, it's all this push-up, all the conditioning. Um, There's no preparing for that. Yeah. Like, like no it, matter sure, what you do. Yeah, like, it, I'm sure that the regiment gets you into it and like you know you maybe not realize like you said at the time but there's still that kind of like grit to like what's just work kind of thing right exactly exactly so did you do a lot of training before you ended up doing matches there or is it kind of a blend between the two or did you jump it, into it? It, it was it was a blend so like the first week there wasn't any shows so i it was just training every day and then the, well, the other young boys i was with they hadn't graduated yet so they didn't have matches so I was the only young boy that was training and having matches at the same time, which was cool. But at the same time, my body would be destroyed from training. There's so many days every day where I had a match, like an hour or two before that match, I had to do my 500 squats. I had to do my 300 push-ups. Mm. I had to do my neck bridges, my core exercises. So like my style of wrestling kind of like revolves around me being able to move and be agile. So it was really hard to do that because, I was so tired from working out every single day before my matches or the day before or the day after. So it was, it was, it took a lot on my body. It wasn't even fun. Mm-hmm. So that's how you always were though, was being agile, like going into Japan. That's uh that was your style. Yeah. Uh, it, it's somewhat changed. It's not just about mm-hmm. being agile. Like I try to mix up being like strong. I'm still a tall, strong guy and still being able to move. Mm-hmm. So, and then you obviously probably picked up some things there and, yeah, created your own thing because uh, I'm sure that style was brand like you were pretty new at the time too, right? So that yeah, like style. I'm I'm still new now, but then mm-hmm. I was for sure like brand new. So I don't even know if I could say I had a style, but like back then it was just like okay, I I need to do a drop kick and like a leapfrog, <laughs> and <laughs> I can't do that without uh, my muscles being rested. Mm-hmm. But like I've definitely learned how to take care of my body mm-hmm. better since then. Yeah, like I said, it's a whole learning experience too, right? Um, exactly. So when you were over there, actually, though, you did a lot of tag team matches. You did a lot of uh, tagging with Cody Hall, uh, Scott Hall's son. So what was it like working with him? Yeah, that's my boy. We still talk to this day. It, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I I assume they just want to put me with someone else that spoke my language. So like we, ta- I saw on the schedule that we tagged a lot. So we really got close and like learned some tag moves and we hung out. And he really showed me the ropes around there, whether it's like outside of the ring or in the locker room or even inside the ring like hey that's a cool dude we, we got along great and i tagging with him was a lot of fun yeah that's a good point like you said they kind of put you with someone to get you familiarized with stuff um did you know or did you guys talk about that he actually did a match with bcw a couple years back he, he told me at like the end of november like this time last year mm-hmm. uh he told me that, and i was like when but it was before i was ever yeah. at bcw so I was like, oh, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But then I came back to Windsor, and they're all like, yeah, he was here. With like, I think his dad was there too, yeah. or something. So, but no, I, I, that's been cool for him to be there when I was there. Yeah, there's, there's like a little connection there, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, we'll tag again one day somewhere, and it'll be a lot of fun. But uh, just gotta wait it out. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. I mean, that's a different kind of style that I don't see you do around here a lot. Like now that you've came back, you've been doing a lot of stuff on your own. Yeah, um, like I which said, I, I definitely prefer. Like, yeah. I obviously I'll do any kind of wrestling, but I'd always prefer to be a singles wrestler than a tag wrestler. But there's like history with me and Cody, so like I'd love to tag with him anytime. Yeah, that'd be cool. So 
Um, so you're over there for about what, maybe three months or so. Yep. Um, so you did all your matches, did your training. Was that the deal though? Or it was just like we're going to put you in for a few months, get some training, get some um, get some matches in you, and then come home? Or was there like any discussions or anything? What or is that just it, the, it, the deal? It was. It was like I don't know if you remember when uh, they sent their young boy over, Kaito Kiyomiya. Yeah. He was stud. He was really good. Uh, they sent him over here to Canada, and he trained for a couple, a few months, and then he like pretty much worked at Canadian Indies for like the months he was here. I kind of feel like it was an exchange, where it's like mm-hmm. you take one of our like rookies, we'll take one of your rookies, and like we'll train them and make them work matches, and then we'll trade back. You know, so like literally the day he came back to Noah, I was there, and then I left the next following days. So I kind of feel like it was a trade. Mm-hmm in uh, some sort of way yeah now you say it, i i think around that time that we had first interviewed they made the agreement uh BCI yeah impact and no and i think randy rain went over there and someone else came here yeah randy went over there first i believe then atlas was there for a bit i was there for three months like they just took did a couple tours mm-hmm. i was touring and i was training obviously because like I'm a, I'm a rookie compared to those guys yeah but uh yeah that's how it went down that's cool so, I mean, that was probably quite the experience for you. I mean, just like I said, living in Japan, was there anything like yeah, you man, guys went unreal. out and seen stuff? Truthfully, it was unreal. Like, it would be, like, on the odd off day or, like, when I had spare time, like, after I was done training and there wasn't a show, it's like, okay, like, I've done my training in the morning. So it's like, what's happening now? And, like, I just walk around, like, go to, like, a cafe there. And just, it's so hard to describe, but it's literally just a different world over there. It was also like fourteen hours ahead at the time, mm-hmm. so like it was like it was completely a different world. Like I just see like six or five year old kids walking home from school by themselves because they're so mature and like disciplined over there. But like over here, you couldn't have a six year old or a five year old walking home from school mm-hmm. by themselves. Uh, they're very clean. They're so polite. Uh, like it's just everything is different. It's just a different world over there. Like it's so different. Everything we do here, like it's opposite over there. Very, uh, very interesting experience. I, like, I yeah. can't describe it to someone that they just have to kind of see yeah. it. But I got used to it at some point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's uh, like being there for three months too. You probably just kind of got used to it, and then we're out. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. But like, I just started. Like, I went to Italy in the summer. That was my first kind of trip outside of North America. That's yeah, cool. I just loved it. Now I want to start doing other stuff too. And like Japan's on the list, you know? Just yeah. A place oh, to go. Man, so many people, I think I said this to you last time. So many people, like, before I went, after I went, like, oh, my dream, like, I've always wanted to go to Japan. Not even just to wrestle, but like to just see it. Like, it's it's the place that people really want to see the culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I partially feel bad because, like, I'm not, like, I'm not a traveler by any means. So, like, outside of wrestling, I would have never been in Japan or I'd probably never be in Italy if it's if my career didn't bring me there. So, like, I want to say, I try to appreciate it as, as much as possible, but I, I'd like to think, like, a traveler, people that are into culture shocks and stuff, would have appreciated it ten times more than me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you're there for another reason, too, right? But just <laughs> yeah. that country compared to anywhere else, I mean, that's <laughs> culture shock 101, probably. Yeah, man. Me. But then you ended up coming home, like I said, just three quick months, come back home, and you just chilled for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, the new year, Sheldon Jean's popping up everywhere. You big re- was there a big reception from like Ontario and Quebec promoters once you returned, or did it kind of take some time? 
know, it, it depended where because like yeah. I was like my 14th match ever was in Japan. So like I only had 13 matches in Ontario mm-hmm. or the, Detroit. So like no one people knew me, but they didn't really know me. So when I came back, like the Ontario Quebec Indies, like well part of the Ontario Indies and like most of the all of the Quebec Indies, they are literally meeting me for the first time. So there's a lot of encounters, and it still happens to this day. They're like, like, who are you? Like, where did you come from? Like, you're from Ottawa. Like, why haven't we seen you or known mm-hmm. you? It's like, because I moved to Windsor for four years. And so that this part of Ontario and the Quebec just didn't know me. Uh, so coming back, like, when I'd come back to BCW, it was like a very warm reception every single time, which was always awesome. But then when I come to, like, C4 for the first time in Ottawa, Nobody really knew knew who I was. They just hear my backstory and they're like, "Oh my god, like that's, that's so cool!" Because like I moved out to Windsor and like just disappeared, and mm-hmm. now I'm back. And then same thing with Japan too. It's like, how does he have the <laughs> Japan experience? Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's just. I think it's just a big confusion for everybody. A lot of times, people are questioning me, like how this all went down, and I have to sit them down and explain it. Yeah. especially like, out, the people out there right they're probably like I, I think I remember you from high school I haven't seen you in five years yeah now. right exactly that happened like that's part of my everyday life I find it pretty interesting that you did like you moved down here too right because I'm sure it's kind of the same thing like when you're trained you move down here to train right so when you're not yeah. training it's like oh I don't know I'll go walk around dude I didn't know I didn't know anybody exactly, in Windsor yeah. I didn't know one person and like it was pretty much like that the entire time like I I went there and like I met some wrestler friends like Curtis is my is my boy, mm-hmm. uh, Fabio like a couple of those guys. But other than that, like I really was just training and then just doing my own thing. It probably paid off for you too, though, right? Like, we, like you went to Japan; it's a little different. But even coming here, you're just focused on that one thing. So yeah, I, I definitely don't regret it. I'd like to think it worked out really well for me with everything that's happened thus far. Like I'm definitely not complaining, but it, I. I vividly remember being in Windsor like on off days like what is my life like where <laughs> am I I definitely remember those days so. oh, I feel you man I, I, I've i been there too like I went to school in a different city I was just like I don't know anyone what do I do when I'm not school yeah, right? so exactly. I feel it was pretty similar exactly. but since uh, you've been back like I said you've just been doing so much you've been all around Ontario and uh, a lot of uh, in uh, Ottawa area and Montreal doing uh, your stuff there uh, what has really stood out to you in the last couple of couple of months, I guess, uh, last year, like different promotions and kind of matches that you've done, I guess? What has really stood out to me? That, like, I just, people are good at wrestling. I guess. <laughs> like, there are some people that are really good at wrestling. Uh, when I went to Japan, like, it was a, like, it was obviously a big culture shock, but it was a huge wrestling shock for me, like, how good these guys were. Like, they were incredible on a different level but by the time I left there I realized that like there's so many different ways of being good at wrestling because what I thought was good before Japan I learned that there's more good after Japan but then when I came he- back here I saw that people were still good it was in a different way than the Japanese wrestlers but it was in a different way so it's like I learned and when I came back and I learned when I was there that there's so many different ways to be good at this and that's why it's so cool that there's so many unique styles and mm-hmm. stuff and some people just have it over here some people have it over there and it's 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 cool and it's motivating because it's like no matter what i do if i like work hard towards it like i can make my style work 
and it'll be appealing because I've seen it work so many other ways. That's like the art of it too, is having all exactly. these different aspects to blend with. Exactly. And uh, yeah, like just like saying, like you've done all that stuff out there, and then let's bring it back to uh, to Windsor here uh, with Border City Wrestling. You had mentioned before just a well warm reception when you come back. Uh, I mean, even this year, since just in March, you've had two big matches with BCW and joint with Impact Wrestling. Um, start off with your match and Impact debut, technically, you know, back in March at BCW's March Breakdown. Uh, team with Stone Rockwell in a tag team match against the Desi Hit Squad, uh, one of the guys you have a lot of experience with, too, I believe. Uh, just give me your, your thoughts on that match going back to, to March. That was a lot of fun. I, I had to kind of came back a couple months before then. So yeah. I, I really wanted to get onto that show. And I got on. So I was excited about that. I remember, like, I don't usually get too nervous. Like, it's just, like, three show jitters, I guess, I usually get. But, like, I remember for this match, I wasn't nervous at all because, like, I really, really wanted it. And before I came to the curtain, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going. Like, I'm, it's either, like, it's gonna, this is a kamikaze mission. It's either, like, <laughs> I'm going to do really well or I'm going to die trying. And, like, I was happy with my performance. I worked really hard. And the match is cool. Like you said, I got to work with, uh, Cinder Singh, Coney, like he's my friend. We work all the time and stuff. So like it was, I was comfortable. Everyone in there was good. Was, the crowd was awesome, and like they gave me a warm reception mm-hmm. as always. So like I can't, I can't complain. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it that much. Mm-hmm. It, it's man, it was phenomenal, and it seemed like you had a lot of fun. Uh, it being kind of like your first, and correct me if I'm wrong, like first kind of big match on the on the BCW stage at least. Cause, oh know, yeah, like, 100%. 100%. You said like you had missed all the impact, uh, or not impact, uh, excellence events because you're rather hurt or whatever, you know? Exactly. So this was, you know, th- th- these uh, impact one night odolings are actually bigger than the uh, excellence events. So for a it lot of people. It just worked out that way. Yeah. And like yeah. for a lot of people, I feel like it was kind of the first time them seeing you. Um at least, you know, like at the big stage. And then after the uh, March Breakdown event, just last month, we had the 25th anniversary event where you were part of the Battle Royal. Um, and another a huge reception when you came out. Uh, how did that kind of make you feel? Awesome. I, I wasn't going to lie. That was, one of, that was probably my favorite BCW moment that I had. I, I had no idea that it was going to go down like that. Like I, I was always aware of the respect that I had with the mm-hmm. Winter crowd because it's kind of like hometown side because that's where I was trained. But... Like the reception from when I first came out to during the match to when even when I got eliminated during the match, like it was, it, it was for sure my favorite BCW moment. It was awesome. Yeah, man, just like them chanting your name and everything, like that was that was crazy. Um, I think everyone wanted you to win that match. Remember? <laughs> yeah. That. Every, everybody told me that after. <laughs> everyone wanted me to win that match, which is good. Okay, oh, I like that. I like, can't no, complain yeah. about that. Yeah, like not to put you down, but I was pretty surprised too. Like just the the reception, like the the love. Like, like I said, I know that you're gonna know who you are, but like holy mm-hmm. crap, they were and like that crowd was uh, incredible on that uh, the 25th anniversary show. But they were just going crazy for Sheldon Jean. Yeah, such a good show. But like I, yeah, a lot of respect for that. Those guys, I'm very thankful. That was awesome, and it's airing Friday, so I'm really yep. looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, me too. And my family that I can't wait to see it. Oh, for sure, man. That's that's probably one of the most fulfilling parts too. Is you can actually watch your matches now and stuff like that. Exactly. Cool, man. So you've done so much in the last year, but uh, obviously you still have a a lot of a bright future ahead of you. Uh, how old are you? Twenty three, twenty four. Twenty three. Twenty three. So you still got a long, long uh, life ahead of you. 
uh, and you've only been at this for a few few a uh, few years now, uh, making a name for yourself. Do you have any immediate goals, like anything that you're looking to accomplish in the near future? Or are you just wrestling as much as you can? Uh, uh, I, I'm kind of wrestling as much as I can, but at the same time, like I know that I've uh, I've said this before. I know that I've uh, been afforded a lot of opportunities early in my career that a lot of people don't get for a while or like don't get in general. Like working with Noah, working with Impact, in my second year of wrestling. So like I try not to always look to what's next. I kind of just try to always be working at the highest rate as I can and being the best that I can, whether that's training every day, doing yoga every day, or working as many shows as possible, just trying to stay as ready for anything that comes up because in the past things have come up and I never saw them coming. Like, I would have never thought I would have been to Japan at this point. I would have never thought I'd work for Impact at this point. So, like, who knows what could happen tomorrow or in a week. So my, my mentality is just to stay prepared and keep going. But I don't really have any immediate goals that are in my head. Obviously, my ultimate goal is to wrestle at the highest level possible. And in my mind, the WWE, that will always be my dream goal. But until then, just going to keep ready and stay prepared. Yeah, it's a great mentality to have, man, just day-to-day, right? Exactly. So, do you have anything coming up uh, next couple of weeks? Any matches or anything? Uh, let the people know. Well, I wrestle at C4 this Friday for the tag titles. So, that would be exciting against uh, Fight or Flight. I am working the Destiny first ever pay per view on mm-hmm. November 25th, which that should be fun too. I'll get to see a couple of the Windsor guys too, mm-hmm. like uh, Aiden Prince. Certainly, man. I mean, yeah. the Ontario Indies are booming right now, but to get out in the States, that side of uh, the wrestling world, obviously, yeah, be pretty beneficial, right? 100%. And another Canadian... I'm trying to get out to the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, Canada next year as well. Yeah, there's still a lot of Canada that you probably haven't explored, right, in, in yeah. wrestling, you know? Again, it's just booming, so uh, looking forward to seeing what the future holds for you, man. Thank you so much, man. It's going to be fun. Regardless of how it goes, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's that's the thing, man, especially with what you're doing. It's just, I'm sure it's a lot of fun for you, right? So Yeah, so many random things can happen. You kind of just have to enjoy the ride. Like, I literally tell my brother all the time, like, sometimes I just wonder how this is all going to turn out. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if it doesn't turn out how you might think, you still did it, yeah, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Nothing, you can't take away everything that you've already done, right? So At the very least, it'll be a fun story to tell. Yeah. Right on, man. Thanks a lot for, uh, for taking the time to do this, dude. Uh, no it's problem. Great to catch Any up with time. you. Okay, we're back here on the podcast. We just heard from Sheldon Jean, professional wrestler, one of C4's newest tag team champions, and now a Border City Wrestling original, Can-Am Wrestling graduate. Uh, thanks for joining me again, Sheldon, and just keep uh, keep killing it out there. As he had actually mentioned 
in the interview, we have Border City Wrestling's 25th anniversary show. It's now up for streaming on the Global Wrestling Network. Uh, you can sign up now for free, a uh, free trial. To watch this event filmed right here in Windsor, Ontario at Sinclair College and features many local wrestlers and past guests in Wind City Sports, including Aiden Prince, Phil Atlas, Cody Diener, Sheldon Jean, of course, and much, much more. And I'm actually going to be recording a podcast with Tapped Out Interviews and their host, Lewis Carlin, this weekend. Uh, we'll be reviewing that show and hyping up their show on December 2nd for Adopt a Vet, so stay tuned for that uh, in the next couple of weeks as well. But aside from that, we have a lot of sports news to be talking about here. Uh, kicking things off with all of our basketball teams in Windsor. The WFCU had no luck for Windsor on Saturday, uh, starting with the men's basketball team, the Lancers men's basketball team, uh, playing before the Windsor Express season home opener. The men's team fell 76-57 to to the Western Mustangs, while the women's team, on the other hand, uh, playing at the St. Dennis Center, scored a 77-46 to win over the Mustangs as Mentioned earlier at the top of the show with one of our Lancers Athletes of the Week, Kaya Clark. In the men's game, though, the Mustangs opened up a 12-point lead at the half, and the Lancers could not recover as the team lost its third straight game. Toloi Simon had 18 points and 8 rebounds for the Lancers, while freshman Thomas Kennedy chipped in with a dozen points against Western. The women's team took control of the match early and shot 50% from the floor, and 57.1% from behind the arc. Kaya Clark, uh, she ended up with 16 points total, while Eve Uesu had 14 points, and Olivia Osamasuli added 12 points against the Mustangs. And then the Windsor Express watched a 20-point lead at the halftime disappear as the team dropped its opener 126-123. to to the new Sudbury 5 before a crowd of over 1,400 at the WFCU Center. Ryan Anderson finished with 30 points and 10 rebounds for the Express, while Horace Gormley finished with 28 points and 12 assists. Juan Patillo added 18 points and 12 rebounds, and Richard Armardi also added 18 points. DeAndre Thomas came off the bench to score 14 points, and Reggie Hamilton finished with 11 uh, apparently there is some sort of controversy during the halftime show. I'm not, still not sure what happened, but uh, they did release a statement saying that they apologize to anyone that may be offended. But uh, something involving the dancing and the halftime uh, entertainment. But they invited the squad back to to do it again. So uh, it's kind of confused. If anyone knows, then give me a shout and let me know. Still have no idea what happened. But the Windsor Lancers men's volleyball team, as we talked about Pierce Johnson earlier in the show, uh, they dropped a four-set match to the Toronto Varsity Blues on Saturday in OUA action. Uh, they dropped the match 3-1 to one by scores of 23-25, to 25-21, to 25-23, and then 25-22. to 22. Brad Guimey had 14 kills and 10 digs for the Lancers, while Pierce Johnson added his 12 kills against Toronto. The women's volleyball team fell 3 to nothing to Toronto, and Lexi Pollard finished with 10 kills for the Lancers against the Varsity Blues that night. The St. Clair Saints men's basketball team uh, picked up a 7-point win over the nationally ranked Niagara Knights, while the women's team led a 16-point slip away, sorry, a 16-point lead slip away uh, at 77 to 76 final. Uh, the loss to the Knights at the Sportplex this past weekend. In the game, 
Uh, for the men, David Gomez Jr. finished with 32 points for the Saints, while Jaden Sykes added 30 points and 10 rebounds, and Nick Vagel uh, finished with 11 points against the Knights. In the women's game, Jana Kusera led the Saints with 34 points and 10 rebounds. Newer Bazzi, a freshman, added 15 points, and Logan Kusera finished with 11 points against the Knights. Finally, our Windsor Spitfires are coming off an overtime loss to the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds on Sunday. 6-5 was the final score, with the Spit scoring three straight between the second and third to tie and then take the lead momentarily. Uh, Curtis Douglas and Matthew McDougall scored 12 parts a point, or sorry, 12 seconds apart in the second to tie the game. They have a nice rest right now before their packed weekend. They haven't played uh, since Sunday, and they return to action tomorrow night as they travel to Flint to take on Eric Wellwood's Firebirds. Oh, the Flint Firebirds, not Eric Wellwood's. Anyway, uh, Flint will then follow Windsor back home uh, to the WSU Center on Saturday. Then we'll double back on Sunday for a 2 p.m. game against London. So Saturday and Sunday home games for the Windsor Spitfires. That's going to be all for this week on the Wind City Sports Podcast. My name is Drake Demore. I'm here, your host, every single week. New episodes of Wind City Sports drop every Thursday live on CJAM FM 99.1 in Windsor and Detroit. Replays of the radio show air on Fridays at 4.30 p.m. And then at 8.30 p.m. on Thursday following the debut of the radio episode, the podcast drops here on WinCitySports.com and wherever podcasts are found, including iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and the list goes on and on. We also have a YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram page, so search up WinCitySports and you should easily be able to find us. Give, a, give us a like, subscribe, or follow, whatever it may be. We'll be back here on the podcast and on the radio show, same time, same place. So until then, smell you later.